1: into the 49ers Rush podcast and here is your host John Chapman. Welcome back 49ers fans to another episode of the 49ers Rush podcast and today is going to be all about the Lions, the Detroit Lions. The preview moving forward to get you prepared for what to look for and how we are going to come away with the victory on Sunday. So we got news and injury updates, our scout Clayton is going to show up later and break down schemes, matchups, and all these things along with keys to winning on Sunday. So, a uh, couple things to look through. Let's run through just kind of injuries and news right off the bat. Our wide receiver one, Marquise Goodwin, he's out. His his thigh bruise. You know, it, there was a pretty good chance that he would be able to play. But they have gone ahead and he did not practice Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. And Friday is usually going to be the telling day whenever it comes to Sunday games. Because if you can't go on Friday, you're usually done. So he is out. And they had already come out and said, if Marquise Goodwin can't go, Dante Pettis is the starter. And they are going to move Richie James up. So Richie James will be active. This will be his first game as a pro. And I expect him to get some work. Uh, Punt returns, special teams, and he will get some work in on the slot. So my guess is, if we look at the snap counts last week... When Marquise Goodwin went down, Dante Pettis was out there nonstop. Uh, that's just what it's going to be. So we're going to have Pierre Garçon on the outside, Dante Pettis on the other side, and then Trent Taylor and Richie James will be moving around in the slot. But again, Trent Taylor probably looks to get about 80 to 90% of those snaps. Um, Kendrick Bourne will be the first one outside Um, to come up, and then also, you know, again, Richie James will get some snaps in the slot. So that's what a receiving core is going to look like. I'm telling you right now, this is going to be Dante Pettis' stage because – marquise goodwin will be back in a week or two for sure Uh, it's a it's a quadricep bruise which just means you got to rest it whatever there's no ligament damage there's no bone damage it just hurts whenever you plant but if dante pettis can take advantage of this opportunity of getting starter snaps again last week he got 49 out of 67 snaps he will work his way into the starting rotation he has that opportunity um, where you know you have your three primary outside wide receivers, and they are all kind of rotating in and out. So uh, that's it. Now moving over to the offensive line side, yikes! It is looking bad. Joshua Garnett is out. He did not practice any day with his dislocated toe, um, so he is gone. He's not now. Eric Magnuson, who we were hoping would come back, he got three straight days with limited practice his hamstring injury we haven't seen him yet this year he has been ruled out as well that we were hoping one of those two would be able to go um that right guard spot is going to be a mess now mike pearson his foot he sprained his foot he got a limited practice in friday and he is questionable now i'm telling you this right now if mike pearson can't go we are going to be running a rookie practice squad candidate out there with our starters, and this is bad, very, very bad news. So uh, probably going to be Najee Torin, 6'2", rookie, uh, 6'2", 305, or J.P. Flynn, who we saw play um, in the preseason, 6'5", 320. It's going to be one of those two guys that come in. I doubt that we keep McGlinchey at guard and because that just didn't work too well <laughs> we, uh, if you remember McGlin- whenever both of our right guards went down last week we moved McGlinchey into guard and then we sent Gary Gilliam at right tackle and that just didn't work um Gary Gilliam got destroyed and it was just bad as soon as he went in our offense just started to have major issues so if we look on The opposite side of the ball, Uh, Malcolm Smith is questionable with his hamstring. This guy, I don't think he's ever going to play for the 49ers. I really, really don't. And part of me says, uh, I just want him for depth this week. So I think he'll dress and be a possible emergency candidate. But our linebacking core, because again, uh, I should probably talk about this, man. This is kind of the big one. Um, Our boy, (laughs) who's Brock Coyle, who's just played awesome for us in spot duty, Uh, You know, not a lot of physical talent, but he is awesome. Just a great teammate, works hard, knows all the calls. He has a broken bone in his back and a concussion. They put him on IR, and I really think this might be it for him in the NFL. He was kind of a bubble guy anyway that was just, he made it on our roster because we had so many injuries, suspensions, all these different things. Now, the good thing about it is, and props to him, he got a three-year deal 11 and a half million dollar extension to be basically a backup special teams and make sure everybody can line up right um and so i'm very very happy that he got that money he deserved it and he put his body on the line and a great teammate but he is going to be a year out probably minimum you don't mess around whenever you are at a contact position like linebacker you don't mess around with back injuries and neck injuries and so i am wishing him the best But Elijah Lee, man, he came in and got 10 snaps last week after Brock Coyle went down. And he came out as the highest rated player by pro football focus for this 49ers defense. I'm excited about this kid. He is the exact antithesis to Brock Coyle. He is a hyper athletic guy that is all over the place that makes mental mistakes whereas Brock Coyle was very physically and talented limited limited. he had a very low ceiling but he knew where to be all the time and just effort so we are flipping the script big time our defense is going to look different and i'm pretty excited about it i think elijah lee is going to be around for the long haul i really do think that his ceiling is way higher than malcolm smith's so elijah lee should get to start and if something goes wrong malcolm smith will come in if he is able to play but that's uh that's where it's at now just a couple quick updates also on the defensive side adrian colbert's questionable with a hamstring, he didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. Got a limited practice in on Friday. This is gigantic. Um, who do we put back there? Do we go Jimmy Ward? Um, he should be. He's not on the injury report, so that's my guess. But I would much rather see DJ Reed Jr. back there. Uh, Jimmy Ward, that experiment's come and gone. So we'll just have to see what happens back there. Hopefully Colbert is okay. Um, also, Jaquiski Tart he got limited practice with his shoulders. He seems to be good to go. Uh, Kawan Williams are are basically slot guy, and one of the keys to the game is going to be limiting Golden Tate out of the slot. That's going to be Kawan Williams' job. He has been limited with a rib injury, and Akello Witherspoon has an ankle issue. Ankle issue, but he had a full practice. So. We'll just have to pay attention. Now, they've got injuries too. Their best player on their entire team, the Detroit Lions, Zeke Onsa, is questionable. Um, And their offensive tackle and offensive guard are both out, Um, Andrew Donnell and TJ Lang. So we should be able to get some pressure, which is just great news for us. And before we go to our resident scout, at Kadu Clayton, uh, if you want to follow him on Twitter, he's a great follow. I want to mention our sponsors my bookie is absolutely awesome. If you are a betting type person, This is the website for you because there's no better place to bet. Uh, Whenever you win, they pay. You don't have to worry about much. Their mobile site is very, very easy to use. They've been in business for years. Their online reviews are exceptional, so you don't have to struggle or hassle with, well, I won. Now, how do I get my money? There's lots of sites out there like that. When you win, they pay. So head over to their site. Again, mybookie, M-Y-B-O-O. K I E. And hey, we've got some ways for you if you haven't started an account to get some extra money because they will match your initial deposit dollar for dollar if you use our code. So our promo code is RUSH100, no spaces, R U S H100. And whatever you deposit, they will match that. Um, dollar for dollar. Now, if you are a late night owl like I am and you want to get an additional $25, they have a crazy thing going on right now where if you deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, that's going to be 10 p.m. out here on the West Coast, um, you get an additional $25. I don't understand it, but it's what they're doing. So uh, if you deposit, again, after 10 p.m. Pacific and use the code RUSH25, you get the initial dollar for dollar match. And an additional twenty-five bucks for free. So head over there now again. That's my bookie, and go ahead and sign up. The codes are Rush one hundred if you're an early guy, or Rush twenty-five if you are a late guy or girl to get paid. So, having said that, let's head over to our resident scout at Cadell Clayton, and let's find out what the keys to this week are going to be to get that victory. Alright, so we are on now with our host at Cadu Clayton. Uh, Did I say that right, Mr. Clayton?
2: You did this time, John. Good job, man.
1: I'm being trained by a true Canadian. This is wonderful. So, he has been looking and watching film, breaking down stats. Uh, I wish you guys could see the notes that this guy has put together on this game. This is awesome. So, whether you're a casual fan or a diehard football fan, you're gonna learn something today. So, Real quick, the Detroit Lions, if you don't know, were absolutely destroyed by the New York Jets last week and rookie quarterback Sam Darnold. They got destroyed at home, 48-17, to and just, I mean, it was bad. It was really, really bad. So uh, right off the bat, were there any major injuries that we have to take away from the game?
2: Yeah, the one injury that uh, stuck out was the injury to Ziggy Ansah. He had a shoulder injury. But looking at stuff today, I noticed that he was he did participate in practice today.
1: And that's that's a thing that stinks. Is the NFL has gotten rid of the probable status, so it seems like every single person is questionable. But this is huge. Ziggy Ansa is their best player defensively, and I don't think it's even close. They franchised him. He is a huge pass rushing specialist. So if he is out, uh, that is absolutely huge. So what we're gonna do now. We are going to jump in and we're going to break down their defense from what they look like last year to this year, which is interesting because they have completely changed. Their head coach came over from the Patriots and they changed their entire defensive alignment with what they run. And we'll talk about that. But real quick, uh, Clayton, can you break down, kind of give us a snapshot of what their per, uh, what they did last year? What were kind of the results of the Lions defense?
2: Last year, John, they were uh, were not very good. Um, they were, they were last in scoring sacks and yards per play. So all three of those categories, they finished dead last in. Yeah, that's definitely uh, not optimal.
1: And again, they finished nine and seven last year, barely missing out on the playoffs, but man, they, they were, they're, they're a great offensive team and they put up a lot of shootouts, but it's just kind of who they are. So, r- real quick, their strengths—do are there any strengths that they have? Like, what what is, what are they good at?
2: Not sure they're good at anything after last week. No, I'm just kidding. Um, the only thing I really noticed is that they do have depth on their defense.
1: Yeah, and, and so again, they do—they plugged a lot of guys in through the draft that they brought in. And you know, my favorite player on this defense, man, I love Diggs. That guy can just flat out play. He kind of plays the hybrid safety linebacker role. Um, He plays all over the place and he's one of the only guys that posted a good grade on pro football focus. He put up a 92.2 last week. And again, he's their strong safety slash nickel corner slash linebacker. Uh, Very similar to almost what Eric Reed did for the 49ers last year. He's just all over the field and is a huge playmaker. So, Here we go. Let's focus on the weaknesses. This is what we want to hear. Where is the kind of area that the Jets took advantage of them most?
2: It definitely had to have been the run. They struggled to stop the run big time.
1: Yeah, and it didn't matter who was back there, whether it was Isaiah Crowell or Bilal Powell, who are not like top-end running backs for the NFL, but let's be honest, we don't have top-end guys either right now at the running back position. Was there a certain point uh, on the line where they had a lot of success running through, right side, left side, anything like that?
2: Yeah, when uh, Crowell uh, scored that big, long touchdown, that 6'2 yarder, he did go right through the right guard. And they also gave up a ton of yards on the outside of the left end.
1: Yeah, so running right off that right guard, and then uh, the way that Pro Football Focus charts their plays is they they match where they ran. So the right guard is the B-gap on the right side, and around the left end, basically out past, the left tackle, uh, toss plays to the left, and things like that. That's kind of where they were at. They didn't really – I mean, it was bad. Uh, It was really, really bad. So real quick, were they able to get any pass rush? It seemed like Sam Darnold was back there and had all day to throw – the entire time like did they did they even get a hit him
2: yeah the only time he was uh hit was on the two sacks that he took
1: (laughs) so they got two quarterback hits but they cashed them in for two sacks and I know uh Ansa had one of those he only he played less than 20 snaps and he ended up leaving with a shoulder injury so it it, kind of goes to show you uh, if Ansa's not in there their pass rush is almost non-existent which helps us out a lot. Now what we want to do, let's focus just a little bit on their defensive scheme. Um, I know that Matt Patricia, he is a multiple-look guy and does some weird stuff. What did you find on kind of their formation and how they line up?
2: Well, I went back to last year, just did some watching some film and stuff like that, and noticed uh, he definitely likes to do a lot of different things that a lot of teams don't. The Pats had 43 sacks last year, and 28 of them came from four-man rushes. And four came with just three defenders crashing the line.
1: Man, it's it's interesting because it seems to be Matt Patricia's MO is, hey, guys, I'm smarter than everybody else. And not necessarily saying that he's putting that out there with the whole rocket science thing and all that, whatever. But the idea is this. He is very unconventional. And if you look at the numbers <laughs> that they gave up last year at New England, they were awful up and down they gave up the most yards they were one of the worst defenses but they would kind of tighten up in the red zone okay so like i know that they do a lot of very different things did they do a lot of three three five where they have three linemen three linebackers five uh defenders or were they always bringing kind of four guys and zone dropping a defensive end
2: no, the, they did do a, a little bit of the three-three-five, 3 5 but uh, also Patricia likes to use six or seven defensive backs on the field at the same time as well.
1: Yeah, guys like Quandre Diggs that kind of, they're just one of your guys that can do everything, jack-of-all-trades type of guys, and they throw them around a lot. Now, the problem that they have is, I mean, even Darius Slay left a little bit last game. The depth is there. But, man, there are some guys that we can take advantage of, which I'm pretty excited about. So here's what I want to do. I want to hear who are your players. This is my favorite part of the episode every week. Who are the players to watch out for and who are the players to exploit? So right off the bat, on this defensive side, who are you
2: looking as players we got to watch out for? Darius Slay has got to be a big one. Last year he was tied for the lead with eight interceptions and led all players with 34 pass breakups. And the other big name, you mentioned him once already today, it was Quand- Quandre Diggs does not give up much through the air. Even on Sunday, he gave up nine yards on two catches. <laughs>
1: I, I, I'm I biased here. I'm a Longhorn. So Quandre Diggs, man, I, I've loved this guy for a long time. You know, related to future or great longhorn quentin jammer and all those things that guy is just an absolute beast and uh scared to sit se- not scared to see him but he is the man he will be all over the field i'm just telling you that now now let's go to the opposite side can you give me one or two guys that we can exploit guys that we can kind of target and these are guys we can take advantage of on sunday
2: yeah two names for sure uh we got nevin lawson and Tavon Wilson. And what positions do they play? Nevin Lawson. He's cornerback, right? They, yes. We're we're getting into the
1: deep NFL guys. Um, so Nevin Lawson is a corner, and Tavon Wilson. He plays. Is he? He's the other safety spot, right? Yes, you're you're right. So what what can you tell me about these two guys?
2: Well, the Jets kind of uh, Dar- Darnold uh, had their had them locked in definitely on Sunday. Lawson gave up a sixty six point seven percent catch rate. He was targeted six times and gave up four catches and yeah, a that, touchdown.
1: That's no good. That's no good. That's what we need to take advantage of. That's what we need to take advantage
2: of. Um, so, real quick, what about Austin before
1: we move over to the offensive side?
2: Same thing with him. He was uh, he was targeted three times, gave up his three catches and a touchdown as well. So, obviously, 100% c- catch rate. So, his <laughs> uh, defensive grade wasn't very high neither. He was a 35.3.
1: Oh, okay. I'm gonna. That sounds like uh, oh. my grades back in school. Thirty-five point three. That's bad for uh, the people keeping score at home. So let's jump over to the offensive side, and this is this is where the game's going to be won, folks. Um, if Detroit is dangerous anywhere, it is the offense. Now they are heavy throwers. But when Stafford is on, he is the best in the business. That's just what he is. Now, we saw how bad it was last week, and, man, he was getting destroyed. So uh, let's talk about some injuries. Are there any key injuries we need to know about Clayton on their offensive side?
2: Well, you got LeGarrette Blunt. He had hurt his knee, and he had left the game. Biggest one, obviously, was Stafford got banged up quite a bit, got knocked around. Man, I, I could
1: not believe how many times he kept getting back up. He was just getting destroyed.
2: Yeah, he was limping toward the end of the game there. He was still battling it out, though.
1: Yeah. I mean, the kid's he's tough as anything. Um, It's funny. I remember Stafford was always labeled as an injury guy early in his career, and then he finished that up with uh, five straight seasons without missing a game. So very, very tough guy. It's kind of what they are. What are their strengths kind of, I I don't know, generically? What do they try to do? What What are they best at?
2: Definitely their passing game.
1: Uh, so what is it that makes their passing game different than most teams
2: they got three solid wide receivers tayton obviously marvin jones and kenny galladay he he came on a little bit last year and had a breakout game on sunday
1: man he kenny galladay looks like a cheat code person he is gigantic and probably my favorite play of the whole game, Stafford throws an interception, terrible pass, and Kenny Galladay oh, just hits. lays out the DB that intercepted and forced a fumble. I mean, I the whole time I was just thinking, that guy needs to play defense. We need him. <laughs> he looks like a defensive end, a skinny defensive end out there playing wide receiver. But Yeah,
2: it- I, 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 I watched that thing about three, four times and just <laughs> laughed the whole time. I couldn't believe it.
1: He is a mean, mean man. So, if they are great at passing, I would assume... Uh, their run game is terrible, but did they run the ball well against the Jets? Or I don't know why, but for some reason I was thinking they actually had a decent running game. Am I wrong?
2: Yeah, I know they did. They didn't run at all very well. <laughs> yet, uh, on a Sunday you got C- carry Johnson, obviously the rookie that was drafted. He he was probably the most productive.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. I think we're going to see a big, heavy dose of on Johnson, a little bit less theoretic than what you saw in the game there. I think Carryon Johnson was one of my favorite rookie running backs coming out of Auburn. The kid is very, very talented. We just haven't seen it at the next level. So hopefully we don't see it this week either. Now, um, we talked about Kenny Galladay and just how big he is, but I feel like Golden Tate is their guy. Walk us through kind of what he did last
2: week and what we need to watch out for. Stafford definitely loves Tate. He was targeted 11 times and caught he caught seven passes for 79 yards and a touchdown.
1: And again, Golden Tate has been the top three in the NFL in yards after catch. And this scares the death out of me with our secondary because we have two guys in our secondary that are not the surest of tackles, tacklers, uh, Jaquiski Tart, and Adrian Colbert. They both like to hit, and they're both very physical, but both of them missed several tackles last week. This scares me, because Tate's going to get the ball over the middle, and he's always going to be moving. We saw this a lot with his old team with the Seahawks. If we do not wrap up Tate, this is one of those things that scares me. I don't have a problem with Marvin Jones, Or Kenny Galladay beating us because I think our corners are designed to stop guys like this on the outside. Those deep guys. But Golden Tate scares me. Uh, I'm not going to lie. That is... I, I'm willing to say this: If Golden Tate has less than 100 yards and no touchdowns, we win this game for sure. So, 100 yards and a touchdown is kind of the key for Golden Tate. We want to keep him under those things. So, the the flip side of this is this: Clayton, who is somebody on the offense that we can kind of target or exploit to make sure that they don't get going.
2: Well, obviously Stafford. He's uh, when he's under pressure, he only has a 50% completion rate. So, I mean, you get you get on him, and he's not going to make those passes.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing man we saw that these guys can be gotten to you know their, their positions they've got some weaknesses on that offensive line for sure and taylor decker he he went down a little bit got back up and played their left tackle but i'm telling you right now if we attack these guys up front and we get pressure and we get some hits on stafford we're going to be okay But if he has time to sit back there and just do his own thing, it's going to be a long night. Uh, Again, uh, my keys to the game are to limit Golden Tate and get more than three sacks. We do those two things. This is going to be a W for the 49ers. So, Clayton, I just want to say thank you, man. Really do appreciate your time and just want to say thank you. Where can they find you on Twitter?
2: Thanks for having me, John. Yeah, on Twitter they can get me at Cadu Clayton. That's at C-A-D-I-E-U-X Clayton. All right, well, that is going to do it for us this week
1: on the 49ers Rush Podcast. Stay strong, faithful, and hopefully this Sunday, our first home game of the year, we will defeat the Detroit Lions, make them 0-2, bring us to 500. Really excited, and again, just want to say thanks again, Clayton. Stay strong, faithful.
3: information, Connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C O R I E N T.com. Corient.com.
0: Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7UP, all with your card.